Welcome to our podcast, which focuses on digital or tech M&A that we have included within our Accelerate Digital Roadmap. My name is Alex Little, and I'm joined by Jason Daniel, who is a partner in our corporate M&A team. We are creating a series where we will break down the intricacies of tech M&A. And in this episode of our podcast series, we're going to be giving you an introduction. So let me kick off by asking, Jason, why is this topic so important for our clients? Thanks, Alex. Well, clearly, many technology companies make acquisitions and disposals in their sector. So buying and selling other technology businesses in order to broaden and strengthen their own offerings. This isn't just about a tech company buying another tech company. Um, equally, it's about any company buying any tech. Uh, and regardless of sector and geography, all organizations are, are constantly looking to expand and to enhance the digital aspects of their businesses and their technology-related performance. So we've therefore seen tech M&A as one of the, the most active transactional areas. Uh, and this has, I think, only been further reinforced through the COVID pandemic. So give me a breakdown into what are the, the, the different challenges um, or considerations when undertaking a, a tech M&A as you described it. Well, first of all, I think it's good to appreciate that tech businesses are typically rich in intangible assets. So IP, IT, data, people. Um, so how should one be diligencing these areas in particular, moving beyond just document review in order best to identify and manage the risks that are relevant to the business. So for example, making sure not only that the target has the relevant rights to its assets, but also that you and that target business are going to be able to, to use your collective rights in the way that you want after completion. And similarly, on the people side, how are you going to keep people, key people incentivized through a change of ownership and through potentially a shift in the direction of the business? So there are some key aspects in the diligence process which are uh, slightly particular to tech businesses. We also see technology very much at the center of policy concerns at the moment. We've seen more and more countries introducing regimes to protect their technology businesses, the technology businesses in their jurisdiction, from foreign acquisition. And we've also seen policymakers concerned that, for example, their existing regimes for competition law or antitrust regulation don't necessarily work effectively. Uh, so, for example, where you've got a young company with a great future, but not much actual revenue yet, and then a technology major comes in to buy that business, whether that's to incorporate it into their broader offering, or, or perhaps it's even just to eliminate it as a potential competitor in what's uh, sometimes referred to as a killer acquisition. Because the competition, the antitrust rules, typically look at revenue, uh, and that target may not have much, those uh, regimes, the, the regulatory regimes, may not actually apply to the acquisition, despite the potentially anti-competitive effect that it might have. So policy is continually evolving in these respects. 
uh, and indeed more broadly, um, the environments in which tech businesses operate, whether regulatory or indeed societal, are often still evolving as new issues emerge and as attitudes shift. So, for example, in what ways is it acceptable for data to be used and transferred? Where do responsibilities lie in a sharing economy? Who should be liable for the outcomes of artificial intelligence being used? What status should gig workers enjoy? Should they be treated as employees? These evolving environments are the theatre, if you will, where tech businesses operate. Uh, and it's essential to be in tune with the developments as they happen and indeed to try to anticipate them. And all of this can clearly link very directly, very directly to the financial position of a target business. So, for example, data breaches are now potentially subject to very significant fines. So you may find that a business that you have acquired suffered a data breach many years before and that a regulator now imposes a fine for that. Uh, so your acquisition documentation needs to be tailored to the risks that are relevant for a tech business in order to provide you with the best possible protections. So definitely lots of different things to consider there. Um, I wonder whether you can give us some of your, your top tips or live through experience how best to overcome these. Well, as a firm, we have a very deep focus on the TMT sector. And uh, through this, uh, a clear understanding and familiarity with uh, this range of issues that are relevant. And we've worked as a team to distill that into a mapping of the tech M&A process. Uh, and that's something we've built up from helping many different companies with their operations and their transactions. Uh, and we felt it's very important to identify all the steps uh, and considerations that are going to be relevant. And within those to uh, be conscious of the ones that we can address as a law firm, uh, and equally the ones that we can't necessarily address ourselves, whether because they aren't really legal matters or because they don't lend themselves to being reflected into a contract uh, effectively. Uh, and for the ones that we don't address ourselves, or can't address ourselves, we know and have very good working relationships with others, uh, other firms that do, for example, so for example, specialist providers of vulnerability testing to assess the integrity of systems. Uh, and so through this, we can bring joined up approach uh, so that we can cover off all of these issues effectively. Well, thank you very much um, for your insights on, on this today. Um, really useful. Um, we're going to break down these different intricacies in more detail in the podcast series. So don't forget to uh, listen to those. And thank you for listening today.